Welcome to Stories of Runeterra. My name is Guy Black, or Ravenhood, here on the interwebs, and I'm just a humble storyteller that enjoys to draw you into the vast world of Runeterra by Riot Games. The Riot Games community has crafted an incredible universe where yordles, curious little creatures with silly voices and a delightful glut of energy, dip in and out of the lives of mortals, leaving wonderful stories behind. Each week, we jump into the Riot Games universe and narrate something from the world of Runeterra off of the Riot Games universe site. Think of this project as what has been an audiobook of League stories and lore by yours truly. And before I tell you this week's adventures, I just want to let you know that this will be my last episode for some time. And to leave you with a little encouragement, and perhaps some of the most intriguing champions that are out there, I have decided for this week's story to do Viger, the tiny master of evil, and Timo, the swift scout. I guess that means I need to read their little quotes and do my best terrible impression. You deny the darkness in your soul! <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Timo is a legend among his Yordle brothers and sisters in Bandle City. As far as Yordles are concerned, there's something just slightly off about him. While Timo enjoys the companionship of other Yordles, he also insists on frequent solo missions in the ongoing defense of Bandle City. Despite his genuinely warm personality, something switches off inside Timo's mind during combat so that the lives he must end while on patrol do not burden him. Even as a young recruit, the drill instructors and other trainees found it a little disconcerting that, while Timo was normally charming and kind, he turned deadly serious and highly efficient the minute combat exercises began. Timo's superiors quickly steered him toward the Scouts of the Mothership, which is one of Bandle City's most distinguished special forces units alongside the Medjling Commandos. While most Yordles do not handle solo scouting missions with a great deal of finesse, Timo is remarkably efficient at them. His record of success in defending Bandle City from infiltrators easily makes him one of the most dangerous Yordles alive, though you'd never know it by having a cup of honey mead with him in his favorite inn. His signature weapon, a blowgun, uses a rare adjunct of poison he personally gathers from the jungles of Komungu, to help cope with this lengthy period of isolation, Timo recently struck up a friendship with Tristana, a fellow member of Bandle City's Special Forces. Timo is a pint-sized foe that many have come to fear, and whose small size belies his fearsome resolve. Well, friends, um, 
I have a bit of a, a, an announcement, and I'll make it short. I'll rip the Band-Aid off. I'm going to be bringing my time recording Stories of Runeterra to a close and put the little project on a indefinite hiatus. Not because anything terrible has happened. It's just I'm in an effort to ensure that I can be fully present for my wife and my two girls and my work and other obligations, I have had to prune different things. And one of the things that I'm gonna have to prune for right now is gonna be Stories of Runeterra. It has been an absolute delight reading stories for you all. I've had a blast doing it. You guys have all been incredible. Uh, Conversations I've had on Instagram or conversations on other platforms. Some of you have shared that these stories have been really meaningful to you and you've enjoyed the, the little reflections at the end. So all I have to say is that in these two stories today, they may seem a little bit trolly and funny, but to, to be honest, even when the worst things have happened to you and people have tried to twist you into doing evil and, and or maybe not twisted into doing evil, but just like kind of feel messed up, even your best efforts in... Uh, that realm can be turned for good and can even be noticed and make the world a little bit of a better place. So have a little fun, be a little goofy, be a Teemo every now and then, not too often, but also realize that even Viger, who is twisted by one of the most horrific evil villains, as you'll learn, ends up being a force for good. So endeavor to be noble, May stories you listen to and games you play call you to greater character and more virtuous deeds as you step each day into being a little bit more of a better person, just like we're all trying to be. Love a little more, forgive a little bit more, listen a little bit more, and the like. So, thanks again. Let's jump into the closing here, and uh, let's pretend just one more time and enjoy the stories of Viger and Timo. An enthusiastic Yordle sorcerer, Viger has embraced powers that few others dare even approach. As a free-spirited inhabitant of Bandle City, he once longed to learn more of the celestial magic practiced by mortals but his natural curiosity was twisted by imprisonment in the immortal bastion. Now a stubborn creature with the dark fury of the stars at his command, Viger is often underestimated by others, and though he believes himself truly evil, there are some who still question his deeper motivations. For most of the peoples of Runeterra, Yordles are not typically something to be feared. Their fabled home of Bandle City is said to be a mysterious, spiritual place filled with odd trinkets and keepsakes gathered from across the material realm. While these curious creatures often leave to dwell among mortal races for a time, they generally return with fresh tales and new experiences to recount. Yet, sadly, there are also those Yordles who lose their way. Among them is the sorcerer Vigar. After the Great Darken War left the world in ruin many centuries ago, the only light that seemed to shine on Valoran came from the skies above. Scattered survivors looked to the heavens, and their renewed study of ancient celestial magic piqued Viger's interest. Imagining himself already a master of these mystical arts, the Yordle joined an order of mages in the Noxai territories, hoping to learn more of their craft. 
They did not think to question this eager newcomer, and he taught them to draw hope from the patterns created by the movements of the stars. But while many toiled to rebuild the world, others sought to conquer it. The brutal warlord Mordekaiser and his armies swept across the lands, crushing and enslaving any who would oppose his rule, and the mages of the order, unskilled in war, were of little value to this tyrant. Looming over them in his accursed battle plate, his keen eye fell upon Viger, and Mordekaiser recognized the Yordor for what he truly was. He snatched him up in one iron gauntlet and dragged his prize away as the other mages were put to the sword. Imprisoned in the heart of the warlord's new monolithic fortress, Viger was forced to turn his magic to darker purposes. Knowing that Yordles were craftier than any of the mortal races, Mordekaiser bound Viger to the physical plane, preventing him from even escaping to Bandal City. He was not the only captive in that hellish place, but such isolation was the worst and most cruel form of torture for a Yordle. Viger performed grisly enchantments against his will, some strengthening his master's dominion, others simply invoking terror for terror's sake. Indeed, terror was what seemed to fuel this dreadful empire. Miserable beyond imagining, Viger became a reluctant witness as Mordekaiser's vile deeds empowered him to Nero mortality. Whether it was over the course of decades or centuries, Viger never knew, but eventually the Yordle's magic and appearance started to twist in response. Memories of his past faded. Why had he come to Valoran? Where had he come from? Had he known any other life before this? Questions such as these weighed on his fragile mind, like the last flickers of light before an eclipse. When the Revenant's warlord's own followers conspired against him, the nightmare of his reign was ended. But by this point, Viger was nigh unrecognizable. His eyes blazed, even his voice had become a sneer of malice. Fleeing from his ensorcelled cage, the wretched creature had no interest in the wars of succession that inevitably followed. Deep down, he most likely yearned to regain the sense of safety and freedom that all living things crave. And yet, he chose not to turn away from evil, but to embrace it. Clad in armor befitting a sinister warlock, he vowed to seize respect in the only way he could remember, through ruthless villainy, inspiring fear in all who encountered him. He would call down the fury of the stars themselves upon his foes and trap them in the timeless infinities between moments. And yet, Viger could not quite find the same success as his former captor. Certainly, the good people of Valoran did learn to fear him to some extent, more often than not, they would find their pastures scorched or the local baron's mansion razed to its foundations. Sometimes, though, inexplicably, bands of brigands would be driven from their woodland highlouts, or the remains of feral murkwolves found scattered through the town square. And it was difficult to tell whether these acts were malicious or actually reasonably helpful. For all his aspirations of evildoing, it seemed Viger would always come up a tiny bit short. Still, the nefarious Yordel has not abandoned his quest to become the world's most wicked villain. With his diabolic staff in hand, he seeks nothing less than to bring all before him to their knees and revels in the timely demise of those who would dare underestimate him!
Viger's story is The True and Ghastly Tale of the Beast of Bolham Tower, written by Amanda Jeffrey. Thunderclouds rolled off the Argent Mountains, promising pyrotechnics, but delivering none. From the tower, the advancing mob looked like a child's mismatched toys, all toothpicks, spears, and tiny torches. The figure at the head of the group was tall, with a splash of gray hair, and a blade belted to her homespun tunic. Viger watched as the group started battering the outer gates, incensed by his villainous ways, demanding justice for the terrible acts he had wrought. Finally! He hurried down the stairs to the inner door. There was a mighty crack as the gates gave way and the villagers tumbled into the courtyard. The leader drew her sword and advanced, picking her way between ungainly limbs, waiting for the rest of the group to find their feet and hold the right end of their spears. Squinting through the gap in the door, Viger giggled with anticipation. The woman's gaze snapped up. Viger clapped a gauntlet over his mouth, but the gig was up. The farmers tripped over themselves to cower behind their leader's skirts. It was perfect. He stepped back and barely holding his staff steady with all his booming laughter, blasted open the door with an explosive ball of purple energy. He strode out to the top of the stone steps as the dust settled. He knew how imposing a figure he must strike, his hat barely clearing the enormous doorframe, his iron boots sending up sparks and thunder with each giant step his gauntlet big enough to crush any fool who might challenge him. Unfortunately, the cowering villagers hadn't looked up yet, and holding an intimidating pose this long was starting to feel a bit forced. He let go of the breath he'd been holding and deflated a little. The villain! shouted the leader eventually, brandishing her blade in his direction. In the shadow beneath his hat, Viger grinned. He drew himself up as intimidatingly as possible as the villagers beheld him. Then the shouting and wailing began. Delightfully, someone at the back even fainted. He gathered his sinister magic, gaining an inky nimbus and causing violet sparks to leap off spear tips and belt buckles. The leader stumbled back as a serpentine gash of deepest midnight encircled the villagers and exploded upward into an ensnaring cage of sorcery. Silence! Viger commanded them. He relished every long stride down the steps toward the trapped mob. Around them, humming walls of violet light stretched between claw-like pillars, forming an eldritch hinge. He stopped barely a sword's length from the leader, glaring at his prisoners through his arcane barrier. I can see the fear in your hearts, he began with a derisive, humorless snort. You dare march here to challenge my dread rule? I, Vager, who has yoked the magic of the universe to my will? Vager, great master of evil, who has defeated countless arcane foes in my quest for ever-greater... You cursed my fields with rat weevils for two seasons, you have! An especially cloddish-looking farmer cried out, crimson-faced with fury. Viger blinked, trying to process this interruption. Cursed you with, with what? 
and you turned jolly lame last week. A full harvest, claimed an outraged tiller, wagging her finger at the increasingly befuddled great master of evil. With that, the banks broke and the villagers began to make all of their grievances heard. Viger could only catch snippets of the loudest accusations, the majority featuring soured milk and undersized beets. As he shrunk away from the verbal onslaught, the purple barrier flickered and collapsed, but the villagers didn't even notice. They shuffled forward, yelling in his face. He felt the stone banister of the stairs at his back. He, he was surrounded. He tried feebly to respond, his voice losing depth with every word. But, but I, I am! The, they crowded closer, glaring now eye to eye with him rather than looking up. Suddenly, a commanding older voice rose above the din. Stand down, everyone! But, but, but Margot! Someone began before the leader's glare withered their objection. The mob retreated and Viger found himself alone with her. She seemed more than twice his height by this point and radiated confidence. He hated her. All right, villain, she spat. You've heard our accusations. Do you plead innocence? Viger felt like he'd been slapped, puffed out his chest, feeling a foot taller. Innocence? Innocence? He turned and began climbing the steps, gaining height on the crowd. You have the audacity to bring your superstitious belly achings to my door and then insult me by asking if I deny them? He glared over his shoulder in their direction. I do! I deny every one of them, but do not dare presume that I claim innocence. You accuse me of evildoing and I am Evil! Since I took this arcane tower from its puny owner, I have burned your fields! I have terrorized your warlords, defeating them so thoroughly that they swore never to return! He took the last two stairs in one great stride. And I have begun my campaign of terror upon neighboring villainous sorcerers! For none shall be permitted to obstruct my path to ultimate magical power! At this, the sky crackled and magical bolts hurtled from the clouds, exploding around the courtyard. Viger threw his head back and laughed, reveling in the sheer glory of his own evil. These puny mortals would beg forgiveness in the face of his terrible magnificence. When he stopped for breath, the villagers were conferring in a huddle, casting appraising glances in his direction. One of them popped her head up. Did you? Did you defeat Vixis the Cruel, the, the warlord? Of course I did! She failed to exhibit proper deference, and I... His words trailed off as the group returned to their earnest whispers. Viger shifted uncomfortably, straining to hear what they were saying. One by one, the mob nodded to each other and turned to face him. They found him coolly admiring the polished gleam of his gauntlet. Their leader, Margot, strode to the bottom of the steps, awkwardly half-bowing and addressed him. Oh, great and mighty, uh, sorcerer? Wizard! Viger corrected her. M mighty was wizard. We, the residents of the barely worth bothering with village of Bolhem. Oi, that's our village, 
someone helpfully interjected. Margot sighed. Ah, yes, our village. Well, you see, we've come to our senses and do humbly beg the mighty wizard, Greyjar. It's Vagar! Vagar! Sorry, Vagar. We humbly beg that you spare us and just, um, you know, uh, keep, keep doing what you're doing. You're, uh, you're, yeah. Vagar narrowed his eyes. What do you mean? Well, you, you know, uh, we'll just go home and you keep doing your reign of terror thingy. Live and let terrorize, that's what I say. This had to be some kind of trick. Yet, she went on. Of course, we'd exhibit the proper, you know, deference. Curse your name in your absence. Spread tales of your vile rampage. Frank says his cousin'll down and glorf heard a rumor of an evil sorcerer. If you'd be interested in, you know, destroying them and taking their dread sorceries for my own. <laughs> Vega clenched his gauntleted hand, imagining the sweet triumph of crushing an arcane peer in a wizard battle. Margot was watching him carefully. Hopefully, Vega realized. Finally, after a long pause, he rolled his eyes and flourished his staff. You fools! You thought you could trick me, Viger, master of evil! Perhaps you hoped I would grant you the mercy of a swift and painless end! Well, I regret to inform you that your lives are simply not worth my time! <laughs> he laughed a big booming laugh to match his renewed stature. Take yourselves from my sight, insignificant peasants. Return to Bullham and pray I do not find you worthy of my attention ever again. The villagers managed a few half-hearted bows or curtsies before shuffling towards the damaged archway. Margot chanced a quick wink at him and then turned to leave. Wait! He thundered. Her hand snapped to the pommel of her sword. With as much indifference as he could muster, Viger edged his way down the steps once more. Um, when do you think I could talk to Frank's cousin about that other sorcerer? Undeterred by even the most dangerous and threatening obstacles, Timo scouts the world with boundless enthusiasm and a cheerful spirit. A yordle with an unwavering sense of morality he takes pride in following the Bandle Scout's code, sometimes with such eagerness that he is unaware of the broader consequences of his actions. Though some say the existence of the Scouts is questionable, one thing is for certain. Timo's conviction is nothing to be trifled with. Well, friends, that brings our last story now to a close. And I used to stream on Twitch, and when I did, I always ended every stream with one uh, little closing thing, and I'm going to do it here. And I hope that maybe it speaks to something maybe happening in the future, but I'm not going to promise that. So thanks again for everyone that listened, and may the road rise to meet you. May the wind always be at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and rains fall soft upon your fields. And... 
Until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hands. This is Ravenhood, Guy Black, signing off. I'll catch you on the flip side.